0: Hi, besties. Welcome back to Try Not To Care. It's your girl, Ashley. Before we get into today's episode, I do want to issue a trigger warning. It's going to be a much heavier topic than most of my episodes are. I am going to be talking about body image, eating disorders, my experience i'm going to try my best to leave out any specific weight or numbers just because i know that could be triggering the point of this episode is to open a discussion and hopefully help anyone listening but i know it's a sensitive subject so if you don't think you can handle this episode i encourage you to skip it and listen to one of my others i have a really good episode on self-love on manifestation but this is a safe space And although this topic is heavy, I do have a large female audience. I can proudly say on Instagram, TikTok, and the podcast, like 90% of my following is people who identify as female. And I fucking love that just because I grew up with Instagram and only having male followers, which I hated. So I am proud to have so many strong, badass bitches following me. But With having so many females following me, especially young females, I think it's important to have a discussion about body image. So that's going to be today's episode, so let's get into it. Negative body image is something that so many people struggle with some more than others, and it genuinely does not matter what size you are or what you look like. You could be a 10 in everyone's eyes. You could be the most beautiful person in the world, but you can still be so uncomfortable with the body that you are in. Just like everything else, society has conditioned us to believe that there is this one correct beauty standard, and if you do not meet those beauty standards, there is something wrong with you that you need to fix. So many of us have grown up being criticized by our families, friends, peers for our appearance. We've been bullied and we've been rejected for not living up to this expectation of what we should look like or what we should weigh. It's even more prevalent now with how big the internet and social media is. Growing up, yeah, I watched TV and I read magazines and when I got into middle school, I had access to the internet, but I can't imagine being the age some of these kids are now and being exposed to so much of what's on social media. When I was younger, yeah, I could see that some of my peers were skinnier than me or were maturing faster than me, and I got comments from adults about my eating habits, but I wasn't logging on to a social media account at eight years old and comparing myself to millions of other kids and their bodies like kids are now. And then on top of feeling unaccepted, feeling like you can't live up to society's expectations, and comparing yourself to others, some people just struggle with misperception of their body and have this body distortion. I want to talk about my experience before getting into anything. Um, I don't think it would be fair for me to want to have an open discussion with you and then not disclose my own experience. So again, I do want to issue a trigger warning before going ahead. So, Growing up, I have always been pretty petite. I've always been really active. So with genetics and a fast metabolism, I've stayed pretty small. I've always been someone who loves to eat. I grew up with both my mom and dad cooking every night, like large dinners or going out eating a lot. Like your girl can eat. Your girl can put down a lot of food. And I didn't have much of an issue with my body. Most of my adolescence, I actually like my body. Like, I obviously was aware that there were girls in my school who had bigger boobs and bigger butts than me, or their stomach was a little skinnier than mine. But overall, I liked how I looked. It wasn't until I got into college and I started drinking more and I wasn't taking care of my body that I realized I was gaining weight and I was around a lot of girls who I didn't know because it was a new school. And then my boyfriend at the time cheated on me and left me for a girl who was younger, and she was an athlete, so she had a really good build, and she was just really pretty. So that was really triggering for me, because in my head, he left me because she was younger, and prettier, and skinnier, and again, in my head at the time, I thought she had more to offer him than I did. And I had my guy friends in my ear telling me she had an amazing ass, and she was the whole package, and it really took a toll on my mental health. And I mention all of that not to drag him or this girl into it, but I do think that was the beginning of where everything went downhill for me. I was already really fucking sad from just like mourning the loss of the relationship. But on top of that, I was working out excessively, counting calories, and restricting my food. There was a point where if I didn't feel motivated to work out, I would literally say to myself, you need to work out to get an ass like this girl, the girl who he left me for. And I was going out with my girlfriends, but if I had eaten too much that day or I knew I was going to be drinking a lot, I would literally get down on the floor in the middle of the pregame and do ab exercises I was eating foods where in the moment I thought were good for me and in theory they are, but I wasn't eating enough. I would have tea with an apple and peanut butter and then I wouldn't eat for the rest of the day. And like I said, I grew up eating good (laughs) and my friends and family know this. I was always looked at as the friend who could eat so much food and still not gain weight. I would have friends who would make jokes about it and we thought it was funny. And there was a time that sticks out in particular to me where I posted a photo on my Finsta that my roommate at the time took of me, and I was sitting on my dorm room floor, and I was eating so much food. I was eating fries, chicken tenders, Mexican dip, soda, and I posted the photo, and my friend commented on the post saying, like, you're the tiniest, skinniest, living, breathing vacuum I've ever met, and like, I don't understand it, which at the time was funny, and it kind of inflated my ego telling me how skinny I am. But little did she know, and I didn't expect her to know, and I still don't expect her to know that, that that day was one of the many days where I restricted all day and then I broke and ended up binge eating and eating everything that I had in my dorm. And that was such a common thing for me to do, especially when my friend group at college started drinking more together and ordering food together and we would hang out and drink and play drinking games and then i would go into the bathroom and make myself throw up it was the perfect excuse to be able to purge my food because i could just blame it on drinking i would tell them i'm pulling trig so i can drink more and hang out longer and i could let that like slide by doing this horrible thing and i wasn't getting criticized for it because they didn't know and this went on for a while and i don't think many of my friends or family knew that i wasn't eating enough or doing anything harmful to my body but they definitely would comment on how skinny i was and would voice their concerns but at the same time it would anger me because i thought i looked good and i was proud that i was working on my body and i thought they were jealous or i don't even know what i thought but it didn't make me feel good i luckily was in a healthy relationship at the time where things were getting really bad And I felt like I finally could open up and be really honest with him about what was going on. And I finally felt supported and things eventually got better. Luckily, I wish I knew the exact turning point that got me better, but I don't. And although I know everyone who's listening to this episode is so supportive and I feel comfortable having open conversations like this with you, it is a lot to share, especially because I don't want to go around with my baggage taped to my forehead like I don't love to talk about my eating disorder or how I hated my body or any of that but I know it's important that I do so any of you who might have struggled or are struggling with the same things or something along the same things know that you have a safe space and are always welcome to talk to me about literally anything and I would be lying if I said that I'm 100% better now and I don't struggle with my negative body image because I still do I don't have the best relationship with food like I once did when I was younger, but I am definitely not in the place that I was a couple years ago with my harmful things that I was doing to my body. And one of the things that I definitely still struggle with is food and then also still comparing my body to others and their bodies. Once upon a time, I was that bitch you would go to for face tune. I prided myself on how good I was at face tuning. I like to think of myself as a Facetune pioneer. I found the app, I think, sophomore year of high school, which would have been like 2012, maybe 2013, 2014 and like i said i had no issue with my body at the time i liked how i looked i was sending nudes around like it was no no one's business i clearly liked how my body looked but i was still face tuning it to make it look even better and i was also face tuning my friends photos for them it was insane it was crazy and it's still insane to me the app is still around and it's exactly the same as it was i genuinely don't think the app has changed at all i think it's the same format and everything. But there's also like Facetune 2, maybe 3, and those ones go even crazier. Like you could add makeup, you can take catfishing to an entirely new level. And I am for doing whatever makes you happy. If you want to edit your body to make yourself feel more confident about posting something or whatever your reason is, go for it. The issue that I run into though and why I do think it's problematic is editing your body and posting it onto social media and creating a false narrative. You morph your waist in the photo so it's smaller and you smooth out your skin so it's flawless, but it's edited so well that it's undetectable and the people who are viewing the photo, who may be young and impressionable, who are struggling with their bodies, see this perfect person with this perfect body and are now asking themselves why they don't look like that. Why no matter how much they diet and how much they work out, they can not achieve the look that you have and the look that you posted, although it is you... It's not really reality and the only reason you achieve that is because you edited it and that's why I don't fuck with the Kardashians. I get it. They are entertaining and it's like watching a car crash so bad but you can't look away but they're constantly preaching about their success and their bodies but neglect to disclose their surgeries and not even just like them but there's so many celebrities that do this. How are you going to tell people to work out and work harder Meanwhile, you paid for your body to look the way that it does. And on top of the surgeries, you're still editing your photos. You pay for your body to look a specific way. And that still isn't good enough because you're still editing your bodies because they aren't even living up to your expectations of what you think you should look like. And then there's people who want to argue they don't owe us anything. They don't owe us an explanation. It's their body. And in theory, yes. But don't you see how problematic that is with the hundreds of millions of people they reach? To add this unrealistic beauty standard and act as if they achieved that beauty standard by just like working hard and going to the gym and eating healthy is just not realistic. They can't even live up to their own expectations. So why are they perpetuating this narrative that they can't even achieve? And then you have people who love to go on and say if you want to lose weight or you want to gain weight you need to eat this much or eat this little and do these workouts and if you don't do this you don't want it bad enough you don't want to lose weight it's simple it's a calorie deficit and if you aren't doing that it's your fault and then they have people like me eating 10 almonds and working out three times a day to lose weight and it sets you up for failure i understand that some things do work for people But a lot of the things that you see online regarding dieting and working out are unrealistic for the average person. And also, everyone's bodies are different. You and me both can eat the same amount of food and do the same exact workout, but at the end of the week, our bodies are going to look different. Everyone's built different. Everyone's bodies carries weight differently, and that's okay. We're constantly being shoved these things in our face no matter where we go. Yes, I'm talking heavily on social media, but even if you go out in public, it's inevitable with how society is today. Society places such a huge amount of self-worth and acceptance on our appearance. So you have people editing their bodies to post on social media. You have people following these crazy workouts and diets to achieve a body that just isn't realistic for their body type. Even when you're not actively trying to follow these regimens, you still get unsolicited advice or criticism from others. You post a video of yourself on TikTok and you have strangers commenting on your body and on your appearance. I posted a funny video of me saying that I didn't feel like I fit into the clean girl aesthetic category because no matter how much I shower, do my makeup a certain way, or wear certain clothes, it just doesn't fit my vibe. And I feel like a greasy little rat. And that's fine. I was just poking fun at me. And I had millions of strangers telling me every single thing wrong with my appearance. Let me correct myself. Every single thing wrong they assumed to be wrong with my appearance. I had people telling me, it's my hair color, it's my skin color, it's my under eye bags, I'm not eating enough, I'm, eating, I'm not eating healthy food, I'm not taking care of my skin or body, my eyebrows are droopy, which honestly, they weren't wrong about the eyebrows. I did end up fixing my eyebrows the next day, that was good advice, but it still wasn't asked for. When you post yourself online publicly, yes, it's public, yes, people can comment, but I don't think that means people are entitled the right to attack you. Me showing up online does not mean people can attack my appearance. I mean, you can, but that doesn't make it right. And it's the same people who would argue, you know, me going out in public and wearing something revealing does not equal or does not mean that I should be physically assaulted or sexually assaulted. So why are those same people okay with someone posting online, just posting a video online? That means that they are... Asking to be verbally assaulted. How does that make sense? It doesn't. As being someone who has struggled really hard with my body and now pursuing a career where I'm constantly on camera and constantly in front of an audience, I kind of have come to this realization that, yeah, I do want society to get their shit together and stop placing such a big hold on appearance and stop judging others for their appearance. And I'll always advocate for that. But I've decided that it could also never happen. And at the end of the day, it depends on me to love myself and be okay with my body that I'm in if I want to live a happy life. I don't want to depend on society changing or people getting a fucking stick out of their ass to be okay with who I am. I don't want to depend on others' approval of me to be okay with who I am and what I look like. I think the thing that I've realized is I wasn't happy with my body 110% even when I was at my lowest weight. When I forced my body to be as small as it could be, yes, I had a flat stomach and my body was more toned, but I was insecure that I didn't have boobs or a butt anymore because I lost all of that fat. And when I gained the weight back, I was happy because I had an ass and boobs again, but I wasn't happy with my stomach or my thighs. No matter what I looked like, there was always something I felt like I was lacking. I felt like there was always something I could pick apart. And I was lacking something, and that was confidence and love for myself. And it's definitely a journey of self-love and self-acceptance and something I work on every single day. So what got me to where I am now, I want to talk about. But the first thing I want to talk about is the mindset I had to get to to even be able to do any of these things. I learned to understand that my body is not like anyone else's body. We can have similar body types, but at the end of the day, we're different. My body is always going to carry weight differently than yours. We could be the same exact weight and height and our bodies are going to look different. As I said before, we can eat and exercise the same amount and our bodies are going to look a lot different. And once I stopped excessively working out and counting calories and restricting what I eat and I started just listening to my body and what my body was craving or what I thought would feel good for my body, I decided that whatever my body looked like by not forcing it to do anything is what my body was meant to look like allowing my body to do what it wants to do without forcing anything is what it's meant to look like and if it doesn't fit the beauty standard then it doesn't fit the fucking beauty standard and it's beautiful to me because it's my body and it's what it's meant to look like so i don't really care if others don't approve by that my entire life i craved validation especially male validation As I've been open with before, I used to send nudes to guys in high school because I wanted to be complimented and I wanted attention and an easy way for me to get that was through my appearance and my body. I would wear push-up bras when I definitely did not need one because I was flat as fuck, but boys liked it. I was known for my appearance, which is funny now looking back because I looked like a sewer rat at the time with no eyebrows and braces, but it, I mean, it worked and... I carried my reputation and my identity through my appearance. I put such a big placement on my appearance. And that was so long ago and I'm obviously much older now and it took time to get to where I am. But nonetheless, I am at a place now where the least interesting part of me is my appearance. I don't seek that validation anymore. I don't care to hear what people think about me or if people think I'm pretty. I don't care. I don't want to talk about my body. I don't want you to tell me how hot I am. I want to talk about things that matter to me. I want to share things with people that inspire me and I want to inspire them. I want to educate people and care for people. I want to form real relationships and connections and learn to understand people the way that I want them to understand me. My appearance now is the last thing that matters to me. And me saying this, I don't want you to think that if you care about what you look like, that it's bad. I still get ready. I still put makeup on. I still feel good when I look good. And I will stunt on TikTok if I feel hot. And I'll post photos if I feel hot. And it feels good if someone does give me a compliment, but it's not as important anymore. My point is, you have so much more to offer than your appearance. There's so much life that you've lived and experience that you can share with others. And it has nothing to do with what you look like. You can help others and love others, and it has nothing to do with what you look like. And I know this sounds hard if you aren't in that place yet and you are struggling with negative self-image. It's hard to just stop caring about what you look like and love yourself if you hate your body or you hate your appearance. So before we wrap up this episode, let's talk about some things that have helped me with learning to love what I look like. So one thing that was a big trigger for me when I was gaining weight back was my clothes, mostly bottoms. I had the tiniest little shorts that were an extra small, and when I was getting the weight back, I was mortified that I didn't fit into an extra small anymore. I had it in my head that if my body were able to be an extra small at one point, then that's what my body should be at. So I would try and squeeze into these extra small bottoms and when I looked at myself in the mirror and they didn't fit, I saw as the issue here is my body and not the shorts. And besties, that is so fucking wrong. Your clothes are supposed to fit you. You are not supposed to fit the clothes. Yes, it sucks when a pair of shorts that you love don't fit you anymore But you are always going to look better when you're wearing clothes that fit your body. Once I was able to get past the point of, okay, I'm not an extra small anymore. It's time to go buy some new clothes. It got a little easier because one, buying new clothes, why the fuck am I going to complain about that? Come on, new clothes. And two, the new clothes are going to fit me and are comfortable and complement my body. I don't look like I can't breathe anymore, and it's because I can. I stopped placing so much importance on the size of my clothing. One, because it doesn't matter. If it fits, it fits. And two, sizing is always so fucked up. One store can have a size four, and those measurements are a size eight at another store. It's fucked, and it doesn't make sense, and that's why I do not care what the size says anymore. Another thing that was a trigger for me is if I looked at a photo of myself or a video of myself and I looked a little bit bigger than I thought I was, I would spiral. I didn't talk about body dysmorphia in this episode just because I feel like I would have to do a whole episode on it. But it was such a big part of my eating disorder and why I struggled so much. I had such bad image distortion of my body. It's something I still struggle with and it took time, as I keep saying, to get to where I am. But a big thing that I realized is our bodies are constantly changing. Not only does our bodies and our weight fluctuate, but our bodies change throughout the day. It's normal for your body to look different at night than it did when you first woke up you're eating and you're moving throughout the day you eat multiple meals and snacks of course your stomach is going to bloat of course your stomach is going to expand it would be a little alarming if your body had no reaction to eating and also realizing that if your body looks different than it did yesterday it's not because you ate food you did not gain an insane amount of weight overnight it just doesn't work like that it's literally most likely bloating and that's what made me feel better about eating foods that would have triggered me in the past understanding that if I have carbs, it's not going to ruin my life and I'm not going to wake up with my body looking drastically different than it did today. A part of loving myself and my body is listening to what my body wants and allowing my body to have what it wants. Imagine if your partner didn't listen to what you had to say and ignored everything that you wanted. It would be a pretty big red flag and pretty upsetting. It would be a deal breaker for me if my partner dismissed all of my needs. So why do we do that to ourselves? I had a lot of trigger foods. I wouldn't allow myself to add salt to any of my foods or sodium in general. Like I could not eat ramen. Bread was really hard for me to stomach, pasta, any carbs, honestly. Soda, fast food. And listening to that list, yeah, not all of those foods are necessarily healthy for you. But eating those foods shouldn't result in making yourself throw up after eating them or forcing yourself to go run after eating or holding a grudge against yourself and not allowing yourself to eat the next day because you indulged in those things. That is not okay no matter how unhealthy the food is. The way that I handle eating now is if my body wants something, I allow it to have it. If it wants ice cream, I'm going to have it because if I don't, I'm going to end up eating a bunch of things to replace it I'll still want the ice cream because my body has been craving it and it hasn't been satisfied and then I'm going to end up still eating the ice cream but feeling 10 times more guilty about it because I ate even more food on top of that. Sometimes I'll want food like ice cream and two bites in I'm satisfied or my body doesn't want it anymore. I listen to what it wanted and I give in to it until my body is satisfied. Sometimes my body will let me know when I need something. If I'm feeling really sluggish or tired, that's usually a sign for my body telling me I need fruits or greens. If I feel nauseous a lot of the time, that means I need to drink more water. If I'm having a really bad day, my body wants comfort food and I'm going to eat Wendy's unapologetically because their spicy nuggets are fucking delicious. Just like any relationship in your life, you learn to listen. You learn to listen to what your body wants and communicate with it. I do the same thing for exercise. Some days I'm so motivated and I want to do a full ab or a body workout, but sometimes I'm too tired and my body doesn't want that. So I'll go on a walk or I'll dance. I listen to how my body feels, how much energy I have, and I go by that. And that has made eating and exercising so much more enjoyable for me. Like I said about listening to your body as if you would with a partner or how you would expect a partner to listen to you. I think it's extremely important to just love and embrace yourself the way you would for someone else. We're taught to love others and treat others a certain way that's healthy in relationships. We let our walls down for others and become we become vulnerable for others. But we find ourselves having an issue doing that for ourselves. Dad, my family, if you're listening to this, I would stop listening or shit's going to get a little uncomfortable. But I have gotten naked for some undeserving men in my life. I have stripped down and been in my most vulnerable state with men, but at one point in my life, I couldn't even look at myself naked in the mirror without being disgusted. So if I felt so uneasy with my body, why was I allowing people to have access to it? Why was I allowing others to love it when I didn't even have love for it myself? Some ways that I personally found that helped me become more comfortable in my skin and feel better about my body, well for one, I unfollowed anyone on social media who didn't make me feel good about myself. I unfollowed all of the accounts I was watching that were giving any dieting advice, any workout routines. Any accounts who didn't fit the lifestyle I currently had. Any influencers or celebrities that I knew posted a lot of bikini photos or photos focusing on their bodies. Nothing wrong with the content they're posting. For all I know, these photos could be unedited and that could just be their bodies. But I knew it was a trigger for me and until I got better, I didn't want to see it. I wanted my social media to be a safe space for me and be a place I could go for pleasure, not for me to compare myself to others and feel like crap about it. After I did that, I started doing things that were vulnerable for me. I started sleeping naked. I do have a partner and obviously he does not care that I sleep naked. I think he's more than okay with it, but obviously if you share a bed with someone, make sure it's okay with them if you're going to. Respect people's boundaries. But one reason in the past I didn't sleep naked was because I was uncomfortable at looking at myself waking up and that being the first thing that I see. That was that was hard for me. And not even that, but also waking up next to someone and them seeing your naked body is super vulnerable. But being able to overcome it was a big change for how I looked at my body. Also, sleeping naked has so many benefits for it. It's good for anxiety. It's been proven to boost your self-esteem. It's good for your skin. It's good for your coochie because you don't have tight clothing on it, which can avoid infections and you can just air out the area. So for me, taking care of my body and showing it love in a small way like that improved my relationship with it. Also doing things like dancing around my apartment half naked or completely naked and feeling that freedom of this is my body at its most vulnerable place with scars, with marks, with hair, with everything. And I'm celebrating it in my own space that is safe with no judgment. Looking at my body in the mirror and being okay with the fact that there's things in my body like scars and marks that tell my story and show how far I've come. One of my biggest things that really help with self-acceptance is pleasure. Again, family, if you're listening, I advise you to cover your fucking ears or just log off, okay? And also trigger warning, for anyone who has issues talking about assault, um, I am going to mention it very briefly. Um, but pleasure or self pleasure and masturbation was something I was afraid of and ashamed of. Especially people, me being one of them, who has dealt with sexual trauma, pleasure can be hard. When you have had trauma to place this on your body, it's hard to want to engage in sexual activity because it's triggering and feelings of guilt can resurface. But allowing myself to forgive what has happened to my body in the past and allow myself to explore my body in my own safe space and learn what I like and what I don't like and what feels good and what doesn't feel good and just learning to pleasure myself has exponentially helped with my self-acceptance and self-love. It's just another thing that I do to communicate with my body and show my body that I respect it, that I love it, and that I'm embracing it. I look back at so many photos of me and I can't believe at one time I had an issue with my body when I did. I looked amazing. I looked beautiful. But I couldn't see that because of the relationship that I had with myself at the time. My mom used to always say that to me when I was younger whenever I hated how I looked or I didn't feel pretty. She would always say that I would look back and regret it because that's how she felt looking back at her old photos. And I don't ever want to feel like that again. I don't ever want to be at war with myself trying to fit a beauty standard that isn't realistic. I don't want to spend my whole life worrying about my appearance when the world is so fucked up right now. That's the last thing I want to think about is if someone thinks I'm attractive or if I'm going to look good sitting at the beach. If I'm in a bikini at the beach, I'm going to look good no matter what size I am because I'm going to be tan and happy with a drink in my hand and my ass in the sand. And happy girls are the prettiest girls I genuinely believe confidence is everything and it's something that I lacked for so long and once I learned how to be confident and truly love myself that's when shit got better and started making sense so for this week's assignment it's going to be pretty straightforward and simple get get ass naked yeah I said it ass naked and stand in the mirror do it before a shower if you feel weird about being naked And say some affirmations. Say five things you love about yourself, even if they're not true yet. Say, I love my skin. I love my scars. I love my freckles. I love my hair. Even if you fucking hate every single one of those things, the more you face it and say it and say that you love it, the faster it will be true. So go ahead and do that. Um, That is it for today's episode. It was a pretty long one. Um, but I am very happy that we had this conversation even though it was a little difficult um, and just very vulnerable but you know I I like to have these conversations with you you guys are my besties and I always want to be taking care of each other and yeah my dms are always open like I say Um, whatever you ever need just dm me and I'm there even if you just like want to talk As always, thank you for listening to the episode. If you could, please give Try Not To Care a five-star rating on whichever platform you listen to it on. I'm so sorry that I'm not um, recording YouTube videos of the show like I said I was going to. It just didn't make sense. It was very difficult. I was having a lot of issues with my camera. And I just think with where the podcast is right now, it just makes more sense to have it streamed with the audio. That's it. I am recording bits and pieces of the episodes just for like the teasers on um, TikTok and Instagram, but I'm not going to be doing a full video episode. And I hope you understand that and I hope you still want to listen. And yeah, so thank you again. I love you and I'll talk to you next week. Bye besties.